Hey listeners, here is a shot of inebriated input. Don't forget the salt and lime. Enjoy! But I can read nonfiction that's written as like like narrative, you yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. like that's written like a story. Um, sort so, of like the creative nonfiction. There's that like a yeah a narrative memoir sort of. Yes, yeah. I like read one rec- like in the last couple of years that was like about um, there was a a German U boat that was like sunk off the coast of the U.S. and these deep sea divers were trying to find it. And, mm-hmm. like, so it was all about that story, which was fascinating. Um, but this one, what was I talking about? Nancy Grace. Oh, yes. There we go. Nancy Grace is my tie into it. Um, there was this case that happened um, right after, shit, what was the hurricane in New Orleans? Sandy? No. No, that was. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. Yes. After Katrina and, like, how devastating it was and no one really anticipated it being quite as devastating as it was going to be. And there was this um, retirement home that was run by a family. It was a family-run retirement home. Like, they basically, like, like they lived there with their their uh, patients. And um, it was awful. It was mm-hmm. bad. I think some of them died. They, they didn't have power. So they, they couldn't have, they didn't have their oxygen. They were in water because they thought the best option was going to be to, um, to ride it out. Mm-hmm. And they were getting different information from everybody. You know, like some people were saying, yeah, stay. And others were like, no. And they're like, well, we've, we've ridden out these storms before yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fine. And it wasn't. And, um. And these were people, like I said, they, they viewed these people, um, these patients and their families as their family and like had people that, you know, like it was awful. And these people got dragged through the mud so hard nationally, like on the news, there were stories about them letting all their patients die for, um, for insurance money and then going and spending all this money and going on cruises and stuff like none of it was really like true mm-hmm. and um and they were taken to court and this was like the their lawyer wrote this book about it um and nancy grace was on the show and like like they called his like his in-laws and other like trying to get him on and everything like that and like scaring his family and everything and the people that ran the nursing home were found not guilty by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were shocked because they only got the media story that was yeah. spinning it into mm-hmm. this awful, malicious thing when really it was a big mistake. And, and they were able to prove that, or like they showed that it was because the levees, you know, like the levees didn't hold and that was not these, you know, like, but like, so I just like, I guess. I have, like, general knowledge of Nancy Grace, but, like, that in and of itself, like, that narrative about how she treats Yeah, she does sort of an investigative... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very predatory. She's very predatory in her investigative journalism. And I'm using quotation marks when I do that. Yeah. It's it's really gross. Yes, and listening to this piece about, that they did where they went through and they were talking about, like, her views on our justice system is disgusting. Like, her mm-hmm. views are gross. And even the very beginning, 
like talks about how she got into law and like she was engaged to somebody and he was killed and all of this like he's murdered and like at its core that's true but like the way she presents it and like the details of it are totally lies like like how like like she said that he was murdered by a like in a I can't even remember exactly what it was but it was like by somebody that had a history and had gotten out and he was so ashamed of himself like and like how dare these pro like these defense attorneys get them off and it was like really like it turns out that it was like someone he knew and he Mm -hmm. worked with and there'd been like like some sort of disagreement that led to this like it wasn't like a random murder like it's like she like just even lied about her origin story and how her fiance was murdered yeah like that speaking of terrible um journalists uh Who's happy that Rush Limbaugh is finally dead? <laughs> I have never... I think maybe Osama Bin Laden is the only person I took joy in hearing they died. Uh, did you see... Did I send you that tweet that I saw? I didn't no. even know he was dead when I said that to you. I just saw this tweet, and it's it's so bad. Oh, I, th- oh, I sent it to Libby. That's who I sent it to. Um... It says, if Rush Limbaugh hated gender-neutral bathrooms oh, so yeah. much, I've why is his one. grave going to be one? <laughs> yes, no, I've seen that one. Um, uh, he's just... And you hear a lot, like, oh, why are you making fun of the dead? Why, why do you shit on his grave kind of thing? And I'm, right. He was one of the worst human beings ever. Right. Like, oh, he formed my... I remember my father listening to him and him agreeing with almost everything my fa- with almost everything that Rush Limbaugh said. Oh, and yeah. like I was a daddy's girl, right? I he was my hero. And then as I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, as my father listened to Rush Limbaugh, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He's offensive like everything I stood for at that moment in my life as a as a teenage preteen teenager, uh, he hates women. He hates me. He hates what I stand for. And I'm like, how can you? Like, it really kind of started to warp my uh, feelings about my father. Like, wait, yeah, maybe you are sexist. Maybe you are a racist. That's like, so I, interesting because I just like I I don't remember your dad very much more than him answering the door when I came over because <laughs> I was so young when he mm-hmm. passed away. But, like, like you told me in the past that, like, you didn't take sex ed at the school because your dad was like, they're not going to teach you accurate information. Like, because he was so, like, liberal and stuff he like, was, like that. He was, yes. And it's so weird. Yes, he was all about, he was very liberal in the sex ed. He's like, you're going to masturbate. Just enjoy, learn your body. Yes. Uh, you don't have to have sex right away, but if you do, use condoms. And if you get pregnant, I'll be a little bit pissed, but whatever. Like <laughs> you can, and and race like racism. He gave me the tools. Like he taught me to uh, like not be racist. Although you know, wherever you grew up, there's racist tendencies, right. and where you live in a society of racist tendencies. But he, he was so proud of himself once because he told me that the Ku Klux Klan had want, like, they wanted him 
they, because he stood up for a black man in Florida or something. And so they, like, he oh, was like, they, like they, they had it out for him. They had it out for not, him, right? Not like, they didn't want him right, to right, join. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, no, they, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he also, like, he, he formed, we're so impressionable. Children are so impressionable. But he formed my concept of, of sexuality, too. Like, uh, uh, homosexuality. He's like, it's, it's okay. It's no biggie if someone's homosexual. And he was telling me the story about how in Vietnam when he was in the war, and, like, if someone did this certain handshake, it denoted homosexuality. And you just said, no, thank you. It's like, that's no big deal. You just said, no, thank you. It's no big deal. And they move on. Like, homosexuality is no big deal. And, and then he's listening to Rush Limbaugh. And I'm like, this guy's racist, sexist, and homophobic. Why the yeah. fuck are you listening to this guy? So, yeah. Have I told you about... I, I'm sure I've told you about this. Possibly on the podcast. Well, probably for the podcast before. The movie, The Brainwashing of My Dad. Oh gosh, you might have. I don't remember now. So the it's a it's a documentary, and this woman put it together about her father, who she remembers him as how how liberal he was when she was a child, and um, and then he got a uh, then he got a job that was like an hour away, and so he started listening to talk radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, and he turned violently conservative violently racist but like okay not violently racist i don't think he was like beating people but like like but violent like men like you know like that what i mean um just totally changed his personality and and it was talking about like fox news and things like that how they can brainwash people and um her story ended on a happy note in that like like he went to um the hospital he had a surgery and and her their mother was beside herself about it too. Like this is not the person she loved and wanted to be married to. Um, while he was in the hospital, they put on the parental locks on the TV so he couldn't watch <laughs> Fox News anymore. I remember you telling me, yeah. And um, the his wife got access to his emails while he like her, his email accounts while he was in the hospital and unsubscribed him and and marked as spam all of the awful awful chain letters he was yeah 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 and he eventually was able to return back to a semblance of who he was Mm -hmm. and like to the point that they even said like he had been so racist for a while and like they like we have memories of him helping like she's like i have a memory of him helping like a homeless black man as a child and like going out of his way to help him and she's like and that's like a formative memory of my father and then he turned into this racist awful person and now, right now, she told she recorded herself telling her brother, who couldn't believe it, because he also was like, "This is awful. What's happened?" That her dad was so proud he had voted for Obama, mm-hmm. and like her brother, like could not believe it because he'd been spewing all this awful racist rhetoric lately. And yeah, well, yeah. there is a because it's. I think I do remember you talking about that because I also equated to my brother who lives in Mississippi, and it's like. It's a it's a desert that's only occupied by Fox. Yeah. Mississippi, south, many of those southern states are only occupied by Fox over the radio. It's it's I think we're going to have lots of good interesting research about social media and 
You're wrong about recently did a piece about about um, like Fox News and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Well, and there's that Netflix movie documentary about um, social, social media. media. I yeah, watched that you and Lindsay talked about. And just yeah, like, listening to you guys talk about it terrified me enough to not watch it. Uh, it's short, so it's not very long. That's not why I wasn't watching it. I wasn't afraid of how long. It was. <laughs> <laughs> just you were like. You both were like, I'm terrified and I'm never using social media. Yeah, ever. of course like, we're still using, of course we're still using social media. Yeah. It's, it's just because it's curated. It's, it's like, it tries to f- figure out what we're hungry for and then it feeds only Okay, that. that's all. And we so, love you. Keep an eye out yeah. for our next episode and send us questions at inebriatedinput.com. <laughs>